If your child is facing a life-saving liver transplant, please reach out to the Children's Organ Transplant Association, or CODA. The CODA crew are looking forward to learning more about your family's biliary atresia journey. CODA works with families to lessen the financial burden of a life-saving transplant and support is provided at absolutely no cost. Please call CODA today at 1-800-366-2682 or go to coda.org forward slash get started to learn more about how they can help. Welcome to season two of Bear It All, where we share the good, the bad, the ugly, and everything in between about biliary atresia. I think just the progression or the milestones or the occurrences that happen in friendship throughout this journey, because lots of things happen. Talking about all the different things that happen really normalizes it because A, biliary atresia is rare. So people already kind of feel alienated and isolated. And then two, no one's talking about the stuff that's happening behind the scenes, the personal struggles and the family struggles that go into it. And friendship is a huge part of that. So I like that we're talking about this. And everybody deals with it differently too. There's some people that had an immense support there's some people that started out with no support. There's some people that support stayed the same. Everybody's relationships and friendships, it's different for each and every, every person's journey too. Yeah, and even before we get into this, we should call out that friendship is different from like a support group mm-hmm. or a support community because you can have support from people who aren't your close friends right Right. so I think that right off the bat let's like differentiate between those two things and we're talking solely about our friendships the people that we have relationships with so like let's just clear that up because I I tend to kind of interchangeably use the word support and friendship but Mm -hmm. for this episode we're talking specifically about friendship my question is like if you had one tip for someone starting this journey or who has gone through this journey in regards to friendship what would that be I think looking back at what we went through with our friends, the biggest tip would be just to be there to listen. I wasn't there for somebody to want to try and fix something or do something for me or, you know, like an action. I really needed somebody there to just listen. And I knew they weren't going to understand anything. I needed to get things off my chest. Um, And I needed to be able to just really confide in my friends. So one tip, listening, and and that's in any friendship. And I think that that's a tip for friends, right? Right. What would you, as the person going through what you went through, Mm -hmm. and if you're talking to another family, what would you say to them? Would you say, hey, FYI, here's what's going to happen. Expect friends to leave. That's what's going to happen. Just expect it. Because that's what happens. It happened to us. It's happened to 
other families that I know who have gone through biliary atresia transplant, mm-hmm. it sucks, but it happens. Mm-hmm. And, and I think the reason why maybe it happens is because maybe that friend, they, they know what to do. Mm-hmm. So they kind of like start to kind of like shy away. Like, oh my God, like, you know, what do I do? I think too, sometimes they, since they don't relate, they just kind of like part way, you know, mm-hmm. like you go down one path, they go down another and it just kind of organically happens. I know like for us too, like when we transplanted, it was like a fix and people didn't understand that we now have traded one disease for another. And then of course, you know, we picked up a couple others. So, you know, we dealt with a lot of that. I, I just, I feel like families need to understand that it is going to change some relationship, mm-hmm. some some friendships that they have. I agree. I think change is my personal opinion is that when you use the word change, that's the thing that sticks out most for me Yeah. because I, I mean, I've seen both. My experience has been a change in friendship where some people whom I wasn't close with, who I hadn't even spoken with since high school, mm-hmm. college, or people I had never met, like colleagues in other parts of the country, in the world. I had them rally around us and actually we got closer and we became friends, right? Right, And it was like, it was almost an opportunity for me to go ahead and not bridge those because I was never like not friends with them, but like to get closer, right? And right. so now I'm, you know, and there's people that I've quote unquote met that have been phenomenal. So like, you know, change, that's, I think, one of the positive spins of change. Right. But I do agree. I think that you also do run into people that, let me phrase it this way. I have been told before that when you experience trauma and you go through a life-changing event, it is something similar to grief. When someone is grieving or goes through a death or something like that, I mean, it's common knowledge that people don't know what to say to them, right? Right. And then people are like, I'm uncomfortable, so I don't know, you know, I'm not going to reach out because I don't know what to say. And I think that people have, people have compared that and kind of given me that same advice from like a trauma standpoint and what we've gone through with our journey of VA is people are going to treat it kind of like grief because they're not ready. They don't know how to meet you where you're at. And and that's kind of how I, I think, have approached it. But that's to say, I mean, I think that makes me sound like I have my shit together and like that I have gone through the journey with like a clear and rational head. And I definitely haven't where I think that there's also times where, you know, I went through like the, I didn't understand where people were coming from. I was so wrapped up in, wrapped up is the wrong word, but it's like right now I was so focused, put it that way. Mm -hmm. I was so focused on what was going on in, in my family's life, in Hudson's life. A, because I didn't have a choice, right? But that is your world, right? I think that it lends itself to a lot of judgment from the outside world. And I definitely went through the motions of like, you know, when I would be like updating, you know, so whether you like update on social media or like people, like I definitely had this little like voice in my head. that's like, people are going to think you're doing this for attention. People are thinking, oh, another post, you know, another post by Jordan. Uh. I think that insecurity stemmed from some of the things that I was going through with friends and the changing of that. I don't know. That was like a long winded, I guess, response to what you're saying. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. Well- No, and I think, you know, when we do talk about friendships and we talk about that change, 
it's the positive part of it too is yes you may not be as close to someone as you were before you may have a different kind of relationship with someone but I found one of the really cool things was that you also gain friends who have been through the same shit you've been through for however how long too and it's like finding your own tribe it's case, like case in point <laughs> that's how we met right so it's you just you stick with you find yourself sticking with people that you are going to show yourself on your worst days and you're going to show yourself on your best days and it's not going to matter mm-hmm. and that's very important for families going through this now that they need to know about that is that it's sad that some of the friendships you've had in the past are going to go through that change, but it's inspiring to know that there's going to be some of those friendships on the other side too. Mm-hmm. So I want them to know that as well, because it, it does happen. So going back to maybe losing friends, what are some ways that I guess you handled that? Or like, was this something that like oh, you got into like a bitch match with them, like, uh, or was this something that I you were just like, let's agree to disagree. And then you just like talk, was it something that just naturally, what are some of the ways that you handled, I guess? I didn't. Okay. That's, I mean, that's I fair. That's like, fair. I just stopped reaching out to the person. Yeah. Like you apparently don't have time for me, so I don't have time for you. So, yeah. I mean, you move on because for me, it's like, I don't have time for that. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have a kid now who is in this post transplant world and that world has changed my world. So mm-hmm. if you're not going to be in it and that's your choice, then I wish you nothing but good things, but I don't have time to chase you. Yeah. I need to focus. I need elsewhere. to focus. On, yeah, exactly. Life like goes on, right? Yeah. Life goes on. So that was my best friend. Mm-hmm. That's how I handled that one. Yeah. There were other friendships where, you know, we we kind of, we still just here and there talk, but you know, it, it's like, like how I said in the beginning, they kind of went down one path. I went down another path and, you know, we just were both kind of like, cool, yeah. you know, like, Hey, we'll stay in touch every now and then, but you know, their interests went down one way, mine went down another. So, which I mean, the way that you that's explain, how life is yeah. normally too, yeah. right? What about you? How I handled it? I mean, I really only have one instance that that like sticks out for me. I'm kind of similar to you, where I just didn't handle it. That person didn't agree with the things that I stood for and that I've been working on. They made it be known they didn't <clears throat> that they didn't agree and they didn't approve of that. And so I just stopped. Like I didn't engage in anything else. For me personally, it was like, I felt, and I still feel that way, that that was the right approach because I believe so passionately and so wholly of the path that I am on and what I'm doing that I I guess that confidence just Mm -hmm. like made that decision easy for me. Does it suck? Yeah. Yeah. It sucks. But I'm able to continue on because I feel confident in what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing is right for me and is right for the message, the path, I guess, that I'm on. That makes sense. Absolutely. 
Do you have any regrets about how you handled any situations or anything? No regrets whatsoever because that is their life. This is my life. I mean, that's just how it happened yeah. and how it, how it ended. So looking at that, some of our listeners, every now and then they'll like message us and we see the conversations about this, right? Yeah. And one of the things that kind of stuck out to me, and this is why we're doing this episode, was the event of them stopping invited to like birthday parties mm-hmm. and events. Did that ever happen to you at all? I, I feel bad for saying no, it didn't. No, really no. <laughs> I feel bad. But the reason that it, it didn't happen is because I always, you know, my close group of friends and the people that I was in constant contact yeah. with, I always, from day one, was like, I would love to be included, but I just need your understanding, you know, if I'm able to come or not. Like, but I still, I still love that you think of me and that you think of us. And I won't get to a point where I can do that. So just like keep, you know, keep them going. And I think that that's something that has been helpful. Yeah. And, but that was something that I did kind of early on. So would that be advice that you give? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that would be advice. And then if that's what you want to do, right? If, right? I found that to be helpful for me. And I've I've never felt isolated in that like, oh, I can't. Yeah, if I can't go to a party or something, like, right. yes, I'm bummed, right. you know, if I want to go. <laughs> but right. I uh, also have just, I never feel like that they're upset about it or right. they're resentful about it or that I just like stop getting invited places. Heck, I'm, I might not get invited places and maybe I'm talking about them. They do a really good job not telling me <laughs> and I don't know anything about it. And it's, it's been <laughs> and it's been six years and I'm still none the wiser. <laughs> well, and I think too, like, you know, when I think of it, because now COVID, like that changes a whole lot of things too. Like, because before COVID, like, you know, someone has a party, a birthday party, let's say, and, you know, little Johnny had the sniffles or whatever. And, you know, we'd have our friends and be like, well, hey, you know, he was kind of has a cold if you still want to come or whatever. And we probably still would have came, yeah. you know, now in this post COVID era, do you think, you know, we look at it differently? Yeah. And, and I mean, how did that impact? How does that impact friendships now? I mean, for our I BA think... families and our, our BA transplant families. You can tell me if I'm way off base here, but I actually think COVID kind of threw all of us in the BA community a bone. Yeah. <laughs> because I think that it's like so much, yeah, like, I think that it's so much more widely accepted socially yeah to to disclose if there's illness i think it's so much more socially acceptable to say if your kid is sick please don't come if you're sick please don't come mm-hmm. i think it's so much more socially acceptable to not be deemed or like quote unquote high maintenance right, right. so all of these like things that you have been concerned about being a high maintenance friend are now kind of like social norms now right we're still waiting riding that wave I hope that that continues like that. We don't all just get amnesia and forget that. Um, yeah. But for right now, like my personally, I think COVID helped us in that way. Now where COVID didn't help us. And this is also going to lead to another tip that I have. <laughs> so I'm apparently about to get Stay on. Too. And I'm about to get on the soapbox here. COVID I think was the, the time that everyone felt most confident to be outspoken about their opinions. I think that was hmm. the birth of self, I don't know what we're going to call it, like false pause. I don't know, but this confidence, right? Mm-hmm. And from that, it was really easy to get combative 
and defensive of your point of view. It was so divisive. And from that, I was obviously very passionate about my opinions and other people that I knew were very passionate about their opinions. One thing that I took from that is to give more grace and to be more forgiving versus just like cutting someone off or taking the time to listen. I'm not saying here, listen to their point of view, then you can agree to disagree. That circles back to what we opened up <laughs> with this conversation of listening. And I mean, case in point, I mean, that's, you know, if you want a, a tip, listen, listen to the other. There you go. Yeah, I totally meant to do that full circle. Yeah, moment. you did. Full circle yeah. moment. That was, to- that was totally <laughs> intentional. <laughs> I think you get what you put in. Not to say that that's extra energy that a caregiver has to give, because I think that that looks different, differently than what we think. Because when someone says you get what you give, you're immediately like, oh God, I have to put energy into this, 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 when I have all this other stuff going on. I think giving where you're at at that moment is what I mean by give what you get. If at that moment you're like, I would love to hear about your son's birthday or this great story about the trip that you were on or, but I, I have to do this right now, but I really want to hear about that. Right. So I think that, you know, acknowledging and still doing that versus ignoring them or versus if you like snap at them, you're like, who has time for that? You know, or like, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. My advice for people going into this journey would be that is go ahead and giving what you can at that moment is fine. And I think people appreciate that. Now, I think that a whole different topic is what happens when people don't appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that goes to what you were saying is if they don't appreciate it, it's kind of what happened to you, right? Like, you're like, this is this go well, (laughs) like, you're not going to make me a priority. I'm not going to make you a priority, which, you know, there's motivational quotes that say (laughs) that all the time, right? Like, like, don't give, don't make someone a priority if you're not their priority right. or don't give them the time if they're not willing, if you're an after that. I'm obviously not a... <laughs> like, don't let Jordan do motivational quotes. <laughs> no, I mean, I think that it's just not black and white. Yeah. I, I do believe friendships these friendships are, you're going to have people who are there for you to ride that roller coaster. And then some are going to want to get off at the first stop that yeah. they can. And that's okay because I'm going to be honest, we want to get, yeah. <laughs> we would love to get off at that first stop too, um, as the parent and caregiver, but it's okay. It's okay. If, you know, and I think that's another tip, right? It is okay. If you have a friend who wants to get off at that stop, because that's something that I feel like we should recognize, but let's also add the human aspect to it. So when that person wanted to get off at the first stop, like <laughs> you, well, I know, like you're talking about it so rationally right now, right? In the like, moment, yeah. In the moment, was like, yeah, dude, you bought the ticket, okay? <laughs> yeah. My personal situation, what got me the most was they were there all the way up until transplant, and then at transplant, it was like he's fixed, yay! You can do all the things now. And while that's somewhat true, and by no means is my son kind of like that poster child for that, but you're still dealing with, you've got labs, you've got clinics, even when these kids get the flu, so, you know, they're, they're going, they're Mm -hmm. going in or it's still different 
somewhat of a, a different life in the beginning. And they're more immunocompromised in the beginning than five, 10 years out and whatnot. But for us personally, it was that sense of it just dropping off at the end. Mm -hmm. Like we're going to be with you while he's fighting for his life until he transplants. And then it was like, well, where'd you go? Mm -hmm. So that's what we went through with a specific friend. But like I said, then in the end, we picked up so many amazing other projects. Mm -hmm. that we found our tribe we found those friends that go through that same thing that we gone through and that's in my opinion irreplaceable so no I agree and I mean that's why we're here yeah that's why you and I started Bear. that's why we're making this podcast is because we want the people who are in this journey we want to talk about the things that we know most of them have experienced yeah you know, I'll put the disclaimer, most, not, not everyone not experienced, everyone. Right. but it is very common to have happen and to be that friend who can relate and can understand and let them know that it's not, they're not alone. It's not their fault. It's not, but yeah. here's some like learn from our experiences, or maybe you find comfort in our experiences, or maybe you're turning this podcast off right now. Cause you're like, nope, <laughs> but <laughs> Regardless, but I think that that's a good, I think that when we talk about finding your tribe, I think that's at the core as to like why we're making this episode yeah. and why we're doing what we're doing in supporting the families with VA. And I think in closing this up for our families, the number one thing is like letting them know that they're not alone. We go through this shit. They go through this. There's tons of other families that go through this some more than others, some less than others. There's so many variances of this and there's so many different ways too. Like it's just when you hear other families talk, when families get together and talk about these things, it does help that they're not alone in that it's one of those things where we hope that we give them an outlet. And so what I hope that this does for them though is that it doesn't put them in an area where they're totally alone to where they feel like they don't have anybody to talk to they don't have yeah. anybody for them to be able to just get everything off their chest and not to have anyone listen to them I hope that this has helped yeah in some way one of the things that I constantly got with friends that I bet you a lot of people get is their friends start watching what they say around that person. Mm -hmm. And they're like, they're complaining about sleep training or they're complaining about so-and-so won't eat applesauce, whatever. And then all of a sudden you see them like catch themselves and they're like, but I know that's nothing what, you're, what you've compared right. yourself to or like what you guys have gone through. Some version of that, right? There's this like comparison. And that's another thing that, you know, I told certain, you know, friends and stuff. It didn't happen a lot, but it happened. Or they would be, you know, complaining about a doctor's appointment, getting shots and how traumatizing it is. They're like, I don't know how you do it. Like, I know it's so hard for you. And so my response to that is, you know what? Trauma is trauma regardless. Now, what put me through trauma? Yes, it's different than what you did. But the trauma that you're experiencing right now, the stress, the anxiety and all that, that is trauma. Like that, mm -hmm. that is what I'm not, I've gone through. So don't compare our catalysts. Don't compare the reason that we have trauma. Just know that your trauma doesn't equal like my trauma. My trauma isn't greater than your trauma because trauma is trauma. Mm -hmm. I know yeah. that's using the word trauma a lot, but 
that's some like a conversation that I had is because I felt like so many people were so quick to compare and to throw that disclaimer out. And I was like, guys, like, it's okay. (laughs) It's okay. Let's just, let's talk about this and then let's move on. Yeah. Yeah. No, we have the same thing. We have friends that would like, oh my gosh, I have to give my daughter Tylenol. Oh, but I know that's like, you know, your kid's got a pick line hooked up to like (laughs) vancomycin or something. Like that's not too bad. So again, we, we can we can add let's add a human element to it you're allowed to think it so what I was thinking at the time was are you kidding me it's Tylenol oh yeah oh what you're you can think it and I call it having a human moment you can you're allowed to think it but you're right they do do that comparison where all of a sudden you know you have your friend just be like but I know that's totally separate from what you're going through. so I guess my like to put it in terms of advice I think I would say if that bothers you, tell them that yeah. it bothers you yeah. to do that. If don't you don't, hold it if in. you don't care, don't just ignore. Just ignore the last two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, don't hold. Don't do what I did and hold the grudge. <laughs> and it's just going to be. It's just not worth it. Yeah. No, it's not. So, yeah, just be honest. Listen. Be forgiving. We should have written these down. <laughs> this is what happens when you have a conversational podcast. Listen. Be forgiving be honest yeah meet people where they're at i think those are the those are the the main ones yeah the main takeaways and stick with your tribe thanks for joining us join us next time as we bear it all